Guys, it may be a new year, but we're still coming in with the same shtick. That's right. The Sly Guy podcast has a Patreon. And what are you going to see over on Patreon? You're going to see loads of special bonus content. You're getting weekly guest episodes. You're getting the extra Sly Guy podcast. You're getting vlogs. You're getting early access to tickets, big show announcements, all the work over at www.patreon.com forward slash Sly Guy podcast. And if you're you're thinking to yourself, why should I sign up? Hey guys, it's two points. Two points. And to be signed this year, I'm putting up a new special over there too. It's going to be there probably in the next few weeks for you to enjoy on patreon.com bits and pieces will be there for you to enjoy there may be some announcements about new shows as well over on patreon it's a great place so this year we're going bigger badder faster harder stronger just like kanye west and look how that worked out for him so get on over to patreon.com forward slash sly guy podcast and enjoy my new year gifts from me to you bastard the Slag Eye Podcast is always brought to you in association with Modest Beer. We all know by now, Modest Beer is delicious, nutritious, local beer. Formed right here in Hollywood County Down, Modest has taken the fucking country and the world by storm. If you want to know more about Modest, head to their website, www.modestbeer.co.uk, where you can sign up to their brews letter for any up-to-date information on Modest Beer. You can also get their merch over there. You can find out what beers they're brewing, where you can buy them. The full works. But if you're a lazy guy and you can't be arsed typing into the wee bar, blah, 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 go to their social media with a simple handle at Modest Beer. Don't regret it. I'm the slack guy. Welcome to Cork in the North. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a special episode. It's a crossover episode. I'm here in Dave Elliott's studio for the Sly Guy podcast. So we're doing a podcast together, one for his channel and one for my channel. This is it. It's the start of the year. Hope you all had a nice Christmas and a good New Year. Cork in the North is is uh, doing some cross-community podcasting. I hope you enjoy the episode. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the year 2023. That was a wee bit facetious almost, wasn't it? Welcome to 2023. Happy New Year, everybody. Welcome to the Sly Guy podcast, the first podcast of the new year. And it's a wee bit different this week because it's a crossover episode. This isn't just the Sly Guy podcast. This is the Sly in the North podcast. Because what we're doing, we're crossing over with my friend and yours, Andrew Ryan's Cork in the North. And we're just doing a wee mix-up. You know, this is my introduction to the podcast. Andrew's going to do his now. And then what we're going to do is just have a chat for an hour and just slowly milk your wee ditties into the new year. I don't know why I said that. But listen... Enjoy the episode. As always, it's been fun. Listen, thanks for all the support you've given me in the last year. I appreciate it. Let's make 2023 a big one. What would Tom Smith do? Own it. Let's go, guys. So what are you going to call this? The cork and the the sly guy in the north? Sly in the the north. Sly in the north. There we are. Sly in the north. Sly in the north. Which sounds like um, a documentary BBC and I would (laughs) make with Sylvester Stallone. And also uh, a documentary where, uh, what you call it? The person they're making a documentary, they're trying to find someone because they're on the run. Yes. Sly in the north. I love that choice of the word, though. Sly of all the things people would be on the run for. He was a wee bit sly. What does sly up here mean? Because I know what it means down south. Sly would be kind of like just, you know, you'd be a wee bit maybe bitchy about people. You would bit maybe sneaky. Bit sneaky. Backstabby. Bit sly, yeah. Like sly as a fox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sly is just a bit bit sneaky. Someone you couldn't yeah. trust. Which is, which is 
I, I realised that after I named the podcast because I'm a trustworthy guy, I like to think. But people are probably like... Well, look, trustworthy guy, today's the first day I've realised that you actually follow Arsenal. I never knew you mm-hmm. followed Arsenal. Yeah. And you, you did say, what did you say to me? You said, oh, gross or something or stink? Like, what I, just the did, I just had such a higher standards. And, and who do you support? Oh, Man United. Well, then there you go. So you're happy enough then, anyway. Where where Arsenal was two years ago. Yeah. <laughs> listen, it, it's it's fun. You know, it's it's fun, not talking about football because people turn off. Yeah, I know. Listen, this is what we're so going to do. So tribal. Because it's a new year, it's a new episode, we're just going to focus solely on football going forward. It's going to be a couple <laughs> of guys just shooting the shit Fuck that. about soccer. Yeah, go team, go red team. Yeah. Well, anyway, happy new year. Happy new year. Yeah. Dear Cheers. Dear. Good to there see you, go. mate. Did you have a yes. nice Christmas and new year? You know what? I think so. There were those ones we just take. We had our first uh, hosting of Christmas. Oh, you had we people had, in. We had people in, and we did it in a very, I, I say, traditionally, a traditional Bethlehem. Did you do? Style. Did you do like uh, prawn cocktail for starters? You no. Know, what did we do? We did. Um, what did we do for starter shit? We did. Goat's cheese tarts, and we did soup, tomato and basil soup, and then we did dessert, which was Malteser and Bailey's cheesecake, which I made. What the fuck? And then for the mains, what was the, what, why we were smart was, and again, why it's a traditional Bethlehem style, we said that all the guests need to bring something with them for bring the dinner. For the mains, So, like, like, my mum and dad brought the turkey and the ham, okay. Catherine's folks brought, like, all the sides, and then I made the starters and desserts. And Anyone bring cutlery or anything? Oh, no, it was just, we, we <laughs> ate traditional Somalian style, we just got not muck in with our hands. And someone was, brought the chid, yeah. someone brought the presents, the food, we just had to provide the yeah. seating. But even that was hard. They just fit them all in, all of yeah. tons of them. Ah, that's grand though. Once you had, but you had a nice day. That's the most. It's all, yeah. it's all about kids now, don't it? But you know what? The kids, my kids are at the age now where they're hard work still. So yeah, like, yeah. they open the presents and then they're like, right, what's next? And you're like, well, that's kind of you now have to occupy yourself with these for the next six months. For the next yeah, until you're until you move out, <laughs> until you get married, until you move off. to the next phase of the toys that yeah. you're into, because they move so much, don't they? Oh, kids, because like. The, the the amount of plastic shit that arrived in our house this year, it's like, you're looking at going, I don't know where to put this. They got dolls, these wee French dolls, and I don't know what the relevance of them being French is, but it just, they come with a wee book that was in French, so I assume people might Probably know Probably teaches are. the dolls on how to go on strike. Yeah. <laughs> One came with a wee white flag and everything, it was it was very odd, but yeah. they came, and they ha- they're about this size, and they got a couple of prams with them, so that was their kind of main Santa gift. Both of them got... A different doll in a pram. Yeah. But then the granny's got like a, a, a truck for them that goes with these dolls, and another one got a caravan that goes on the back of the truck, and another one got a horse. And these things are all about this size, and it's like, where am I? I'd have got this? them a divorce lawyer just to get them ready for when they're older. Yeah, I mean that's good. I mean, I I don't know what the what's going to be like when they're older. I I that's my biggest fear. Do you, would you ever worry um, about like you know when you were 16, 17 and you were rather going down the town and hanging out with the lads and yeah. standing on street corners and selling my body. Yeah. yeah, but like you know that kind of stuff. Like, do you ever wonder like when they're sixteen, they're like, I want to go out tonight because where are you going? I'm just going down the town. At, yeah, you just things have absolutely no chance, but they kind of have to do it, don't they? Yeah, I mean, it's I think as well part of the grown up process. I, I think because they're girls too. Yeah, I'm just more protective of them or something. Because you know what lads know. are like, and exactly, and I just hope. I hope the world is a better place. And I can't say it because it just keeps getting worse. It's fuck going to be a better place. I mean, just, it's getting worse. But it does. And like, you know what? I, people I, are I, getting worse. I hate to sound old. And I, and I know some people are like, you're fucking ancient or whatever. But like, I remember watching The Terminator being like, that's wild. Yeah. Whereas now I watched The Terminator recently and was like... That's new nerds on a Friday. Yeah, that's, that's the way it is now. You know, like Skynet. Yeah. That The computers are metaverse. Whoa. 
Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's all scary. changing. Yeah. So, like, do you remember the movie Tom Cruise was in, um, Minority Report, where he predicted the crimes? I didn't. And no, he, I'm not he seeing was it. Like, long story short, was he had, like, this thing where they, they shot up all, it's like a computer screen, but in the air, and he was all doing all this shit and moving stuff about. That would be the case. And I was watching that going, that's fucking mental. That'll never yeah. happen. And now I have guarantee when they're kids. Like, they'll be sending fucking nudes in their day. will be, like, fucking <clears throat> just horror... Like, what? Not horoscopes. Like, holograms. Yeah. Like, so they'll be in the room doing stripteases, and that'll be fucking wild. Oh, it's going to be... And then there'll be, and there'll be a fucking chip in people's brain, and they'll be able to record it all. Yeah. And oh. Do you ever, like... Sometimes I'd be at home, and I'm thinking, oh, I might go skiing. I'd love to go skiing, you know? Like, <laughs> I, I have no plans on ever going skiing. But you yeah. think... Oh, yeah, everyone goes skiing. What's skiing like? Next thing, two minutes later, my phone just pops up. Skiing in the Alps, £399. Yeah. Two day. And I'm like, what the fuck? Who's listening? Like, I know your, I know phones listen and Google and all that. They pick up on words. I've And, and people are like, oh, you know, the government's watches. Good. Yeah. Like, I don't give a shit whether the government's watching me. I don't care. But it's just like, how fast did that work? Yeah. That skiing came up on my phone within like a minute. It, it, it is it's quite scary it is frightening if I was like this look oh I want to buy a new house two seconds later there's like oh auction near your house of house like, yeah. it's fucking insane but actually in a way then it's quite good because if you actually want something and it pops up and yeah so it's, it's pros and cons with everything. There was someone I can't remember who it was it was maybe just an online thing but they were they were given off online about constantly getting like barraged with like like porn websites and like Big booties. I wonder how that's happening. And then the guy, they're like, oh, you know, it's like tailored to what you're like searching for, looking for. And he was like, well, oops. Well, I checked. I just wanted to check to see what was going on in mm-hmm. that industry. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like just Do you know what I looked at? My uh, my Instagram one day, uh-huh. you know, when you go into like the search and it comes up yes. what you've been looking at. Half of it's golf. Yeah. <laughs> right? Which is golf. People hitting golf shots because I watch loads of golf shots on it. Mm-hmm. And the other half was women playing golf. <laughs> I went off. I probably watched like two videos. Yeah. <laughs> and now it's littered. With golf and women playing golf. Would that be? Is that is like if you know when people are like, what's your fa- would yours be a fantasy? Go- just a woman coming into the, the locker room? Do you know what my ideal woman is? Off. If my ideal woman would be somebody that goes, I play golf. And I'm like, you play golf? Uh-huh. I'm like, oh, okay. How often do you play it? Three times a week. We're getting on so well already. Yeah. That to <laughs> me is such a big. Now, it's not that like I don't play golf three times a week, but my point is the fact that. You're out of the house for four or five hours yeah. <laughs> at a time. Like, are oh, you golfing? Oh, oh, that's a shame. I'm a score, I suppose I'll have to watch Super Sunday yeah. on Sky. <laughs> but see, my father-in-law's like that, and I look at him now and go, "I one day I want to have the life that you have." Because he just plays golf every day, and it's like part of his routine too. He'll go out, he'll play golf, then he'll meet the lads he's played golf with yeah. for a wee breakfast, and then he so he maybe he starts his day early and maybe. He doesn't maybe see his wife for half the day. Yeah, but your wife, his mo- your your mom probably loves that. We've been oh. together for years. If that makes him happy and he comes home in a good mood, yeah. F- after being out of the house for five six hours, he comes home at lunchtime and he's getting the steps in too. And he's getting the steps so. in and he's happy. You have the morning to yourself. You can't always be together mm. in a relationship. No, I see. Do you ever see those people do that and you just go, "There's something not right there." It's called, called Stockholm syndrome. Yeah, oh, it's too weird. And it's also codependency. I remember once I worked with somebody and he was in a codependent relationship. <laughs> And did he openly discuss this or did you discuss it? Yeah, he told it? me, yeah. And he said, um, oh, I, I've got to go and do this tonight and I can only be out of the house for two hours. I was like, <laughs> why do you have to be Why do you, why do you be back? And he went, no, it's just me and my partner. We uh, we can't be away from each other for too long. And I just went, How did you react to that? Did you sort of look at him and go, I, I didn't know what, what to say to him. And I, said, and I actually said to him, I said, are you codependent on each other? Uh-huh. And he was like, yeah, I suppose we are. Because that's all, you know, this is, our life is just this. And I just went, oh, okay. And they were so, like, intertwined that 
they were never separated and you were also a bit like this is unhealthy yeah this is unhealthy no absolutely because then one of them dies boom the next one's just you know you can see that with older folk whenever like they've been married for like 60 70 years one of them dies the other one's like right bye a month later like look the queen when I'll uh, Philip popped his clogs well, ninety six kind of gave that away. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think the ninety six years of age yeah. gave that one away. Yeah. But I mean, it, if she it, was seventy six, maybe. But I mean, she's got all the, all the finest, you know, drugs and reanimation. Oh yeah, technology at her at her. Like Prince Charles well. is what King Charles now. He's mm-hmm. what 77, 76, 77. Yeah. So if he lives to say eighty seven, ninety, because they say men die younger than women, yeah. don't they? So then you look at a Prince William is going to be the king when he's like fifty. So he'll probably do about forty years. Yeah. So if you think about it, we'll never be alive to see another queen. Mm-hmm. Technically, we will never see another queen because true. And George because because George has yeah. taken over, and so there's actually there's going to be no queen probably for the next 100, 150 years. Really, that was the last queen. It's kind of sad, not sad. I'm not. Mm-hmm. I don't give a shit about them. But my point is, is like, oh, mm-hmm. it's going to be it's men all the way now. Yeah, good. The patriarchy's finally back where it belongs. Yes, a <laughs> bitch has been it's taking me- things. She's too she, long. she fucking. Yeah, let's see. She did back. some overtime there. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? But I mean, you mu- Charles must be a bit raging too. He's like 77, starting work like he should be retired. For 77, he's like, what? 77, I've got to go. I've got to go to Northern Ireland. Yeah, like, oh, I'm pretending I want to see fucking Jeffrey Donaldson. Nah. Nah, mate, you're all right. I'd rather fucking yeah. sit in me castle. I see whenever people were giving off about him being angry about did you see when he was like signing the forms and everything? And he was just an, He was just forget, being an old man. Just an old man. Leave him uh, be an old man. Yeah. I you know. That. Leave him be an old man. He's got one son that's fucked off to America or Canada with his new wife. Mm-hmm. He's got another son who's ready to step into his field. His second wife, Camilla, you know, he married the wrong person. He married Diana when he was in love. With, ah, Jesus Christ. Yeah. I mean, this has this has country Ireland family written mm-hmm. all over it. Like, this is yeah. literally every family. Yeah. Like, there's always... Did they say, oh, did you see so-and-so's, you know... Two brothers have fallen out. That's every family. <laughs> yeah. People fall out. Why is it such a big thing? Yeah, because I think I think the thing about it is what I kind of like in the beginning. Do you ever just have epiphanies in your life where you go, "Why am I? Why do I even care about this?" I don't care about. I found myself wrong. getting a wee bit too. Like, I don't even care about my own life half the time. My life is a fucking but mess. Catherine said to me, she was like, "Well, what do you think about this?" And I was just in the middle of going, "Well, I think," and then I went. I don't, but I don't give a fuck about this. I Harry think. and Meghan are fucking class act. Yeah, I never watched a documentary, but what what this is this is how I see. It. Now you can correct yeah. me here, right? Harry meets a woman. She's an actress. She's not of the normal stock that would marry into royalty. She gets married, and she doesn't feel very welcome. She's getting hounded. Bad comments about her in the press. His mother was hounded. Bad comments about her in the press. His mother died. He went. I ain't having this again. Yeah. He then falls out with his family because he wants better protection, blah, blah, blah. They, he doesn't fit into the protocol anymore. They are getting angry at him. He decides, right, fuck it, we're off. We're moving abroad. We leave. But obviously, that is still my family, even though I may not be part of the family on a daily basis. But they are still my family. So I do want to have some sort of relationship with the with the royal family. He then goes over. Everyone's telling lies about him. He then goes, right, you know what? We're going to build a life for ourselves abroad. We're going to do a Netflix documentary because we've got to give our side of the story because everyone else is making up a load of lies. Then they get criticised for doing their side of the story. You know what? The people who hate Meghan and Harry are the ones that are keeping them floating and watching the show. Mm-hmm. I think good luck to them. They seem like, I don't, people say, oh, Meghan's really controlling. 
Who the fuck? Listen, <laughs> stop commenting on other people's relationships when you're probably fucking in a relationship you don't even understand yourself, right? Leave them off. They're in love. They're doing their thing. He seems like a nice bloke. He's had a sh- fucking really privileged upbringing. He's had tragedy, trauma, and he doesn't want his wife to be dealing with the British press anymore. So fucking good luck to him. Sorry, was that too long? <laughs> that was too long. But my question is, should Charles have them whacked? Would that be a good documentary on Netflix? Yeah, to be a good TV show. Crown season eleven. Yeah, just and you know, can you imagine the shot of just to have like the wee? It's like when Michael Collins got whacked. Yeah. Like. <laughs> they want to get whacked. No, they're going through a shit time at the moment, and time they'll need time to heal. And King Charles will become king. The country will settle down, and they'll start repairing relationships. And they're. Harry's kids and William's kids they're cousins they'll want to get on and they'll see people don't realise what's going on behind the scenes Mm. just everyone needs to just leave them just get on with their life but can you imagine the shot though if you were making in the crown of season 11 or whatever and there's the wee detonator button and Charles's wee sausage fingers fingers comes over yeah yeah. oh yeah but like cinematic not at all man like just leave them live their life and if you're not interested in them don't don't comment on them don't talk about them but what do you think about you know people will go well they want the privacy and then now they're doing documentaries and they're no no they want the privacy outside no they're doing a documentary because they want to give their side of the story which they're league which they're entitled to do they need to earn money and they're willing to pay and and they'll take that money that's fine and they want privacy they want to be able to live their life and have some sort of pub they want privacy in terms of like they only want publicity for their work mm-hmm. they don't want publicity for what's going on in their house mm-hmm. there's a bit of a difference isn't there they should do a podcast no but like if megan was in london now you know what the media in london are like yeah in england are like so she'd be doorstepped every two minutes and this but but she wants to do a podcast talk about issues of the world women's issues you know raising kids and all that that will benefit other people she wants mm-hmm. to be out of the public eye in terms of the abuse and the stalking yeah. and all that so she's entitled to have a profile mm-hmm. but but she doesn't want to have a profile in the way that the British media want her to have a profile but do you think a wee bit too it's like if you see a wee fire you know when if you put your finger in it you're going to get burned yeah you but you're like they're, la- they're sitting in Canada and America wherever they are I don't even know where they are but they're laughing mm-hmm They've, he's got he's member of the royal family so he'll always have some sort of protection yeah. he's got guaranteed income their yeah. box office in terms of uh, a couple they've got two kids they're obviously madly deeply in love he's sick of the. do you know what people out there go oh the royal family they're privileged and all this and he's gone fuck this I'm out of here and then he's getting stick for it mm-hmm. like if he doesn't want to be a part of it the queen only became queen because her uncle abdicated then her dad became the king and mm-hmm. then he died and that guy that abdicated Edward I think he went to live in France with a woman who was divorced an American woman I mm-hmm. think and he still had a title and they were like, and he, he still turned up for loads of events mm-hmm. just let but he didn't have social media social media back then you know what I mean yeah. leave leave them off it's like you know Robert Smith from The Cure Oh, the black-haired guy. Yeah. yeah, he's brilliant. He's so he's so anti-social. But he, he said he he took his parents to court because he said he didn't um, he didn't uh, what's the word consent to being born. So he said I didn't want to be here. I didn't consent to being born. They had me. So I think they were like that's a bit mental, Robert. Did now. he actually do that? Yeah. So he's like divorced from his family. And he won't have kids now because they don't. Con- and maybe he's like eighty as well, but they don't consent to being born. So he was like, so do you think? Harry should speak to Robert Smith and be like, listen, I didn't consent to being born into this. What did the judge say? Yeah. He'd probably go, well, 
You've had a lot of drugs, man. Yeah. And if Robert Smith came in, how he looks in the court, they'd be like, this guy's a bit of a character, isn't he? Yeah. He's, yeah, we'll just... That's great. I, I, I find that quite funny. <laughs> yeah. But the, I enjoy the idea, if you know, like, uh, like lawyers and stuff, you come in and you're like, listen, I want you to fight this case, and the lawyer's going... Yeah, fuck it. You should pay me. Oh, yeah. pay me, yeah. yeah. Let's, oh, let's can, you imagine, can you imagine? Can you imagine that? Can you imagine before he was born, Robert was very upset about being yeah. told he was being born. When when were you annoyed? When like, what point <laughs> did start? When he was in his dad's conception. <laughs> yeah, when I was in my dad's testicle, I was quite happy because it was there all be mates. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was about five million of us. And then he shot me out. <laughs> and then he shot me out because <laughs> yeah. he picked me, and I didn't ask to be picked. Like fucking hell, man! Like <laughs> just plenty of people out there that. Have never been born. I'm sure would if you meet them now, they'd love to have been born. Yeah, but then I think what it, what made me laugh though. I think someone was like, "Well, you know, you could just kill yourself." And he's like, "No, I don't want to." Because <laughs> so the hassle. Like, yeah, it's like, oh well, it's like, nah. Well, I didn't consent to being born, but now I'm here. Uh, yeah, I'll just, I'll oh, get on. With but it. you know what? People like people are fucking dopes. Like, like I I would find see there's people that see people would get angry about that. Whereas I just find that funny. Yeah. And I go, well, if that's what he wants to do, it's, it doesn't affect me, so why yeah. would I get angry about it? Like, Harry and Meghan's things like that doesn't affect me. I don't watch their Netflix thing. I'm not, I know the basics from hearing stuff or mm -hmm. seeing it on news. It doesn't affect me. I'm not up, I, why would I want to comment on it, even though I've commented on it now already and I understand the stupidity of that. But my point is, is like, just let people do what they well, want to do. Well, what the clip is definitely going to be is the clip of just you doing the synopsis of The Crown. Just, there you go. Season seven of The Crown, just the breakdown of Meghan and Harry. Yeah, it's fine. There Leave them off. I think but they're fucking if you old. If you were to give any money from Netflix, to get, would you give Andrew some to make a documentary just called... Well, he's, he's, he's giving out money to people he's never met, isn't he? Yes. And but he doesn't see... He's... I feel like he's loving this all because he's like, oh, fuck no, fuck I'd say I, I wouldn't be surprised if Harry and Meghan were paid loads of money. Here's a conspiracy theory. Uh -huh. If Harry and Meghan were like, right, we'll give you 10 million a year for the rest of your life. If you guys tell us to fuck off and go to America for the next 10 years so we can take the heat off Andrew. Yeah, because you know what I mean? apparently Andrew is, was the Queen's favourite. Like he was her number one child. Like. Yeah, really? Yeah. You think so? Well, well, apparently so. It's like it said he was the the golden child until all this happens. He's like, oh, Andrew, what have we done this time? And he's like, oops. <laughs> well, they were lovely girls. Yeah, but he, um, <laughs> this is my, my, and again, as not a conspiracy guy, this is my conspiracy about Andrew. Obviously, he was married to Fergie. Fergie, yeah. Yeah, during the, the treble winning years, 1990. Like, the, the treble <laughs> but, winning years. Yeah. But whenever he's married to Sarah Ferguson, they obviously split up, acrimonious, whatever else. But she still, strangely enough, lives in Windsor Castle, like still, has oh, she's clinging on to that. Oh, could you imagine so, imagine her taking him to the divorce lawyer? What do you want? Three castles. Yeah, but what I how, what I think this is my conspiracy. Here, she knows all about his dirty laundry, <coughs> and she said, "Well, but isn't that woman in prison in America, Gaslane Maxwell? Yeah, Julian Maxwell. She, yeah, she's in get, there. Doesn't she like? Surely she could talk. But this is the thing. Obviously, the Jeffrey Epstein. For anyone who doesn't know, he was the one, the businessman who was had this island where he just had all these celebrities there apparently engaging in underage disgusting. sex disgusting yeah and um, obviously people who went there <coughs> you have like allegedly bill clinton you have um bill, bill clinton doing Prince things Andy. outside of his marriage apparently what so, a yeah. surprise and, you know and you know that's where that's where i first met tim mcgarry and he first sold me drugs was in, <laughs> in there as well so it's like a lot of guys out there but oh, tim mcgarry um, be there every week yeah you know that's that's where we first met sorry people, tim like, it was through, a joke tim through comedy I, it's not i know it's not tim but um I think the whole thing with Andrew is like he's, he must be shitting himself because your woman, obviously, 
Epstein died, just killed himself in jail, and just so happened the security camera was switched you, off. Can you can you imagine Prince Harry? Prince Harry's. Can you imagine Prince Andrew going on a date now? Yeah. Imagine he goes on a date with a woman, say fifty, and he's like, "Oh hi, I'm Prince Andrew." He's like, "Oh, so tell me, uh, you been up too much?" Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I was accused of uh, you know soliciting underage girls in America, but look, it's yeah, that's, that's in the past. Like no woman is going to be looking at him going. Oh, it's so misunderstood. <laughs> like speaking, she must be a bit like, going, yeah. can I just have fourteen million as yeah. well?" <laughs> like, but I mean, that's the imagine thing. him going on Tinder, like, yeah, Prince Andrew, like, age range eighteen to twenty-one. Yeah. <laughs> Is it really you? <laughs> well, you know, I have form. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, you never know. Imagine he was just great banter as well, and you're like, "Oh, actually, you know, maybe, maybe he could resolve it again." But you know what? There's a lot of men out there in those age gaps, like fifties and sixties, who you know, are very, very creepy. Yeah, Like, oh, really creepy. And people always say, like, oh, well, where are they? I tell you where they are. They're fucking everywhere. Yeah. They're in your workplace. It's fucking weird. Like, people say, like, oh, the comedy industry's had a few, you know, Me Too's across the world, and mm-hmm. which is good and fair enough and well, well, well called out. But every office everywhere, you could be working in an accountant's in Belfast, a call centre, marketing, new tech... Uh, Christmas parties I bet you there's people who had a Christmas party last month who did stuff at that Christmas party yeah. that fucking shouldn't have yeah, and 100%. they are either with somebody long term or living at home and they go out to get the drinking them it happens everywhere but this isn't is just it? one industry it's a human issue it, this happens everywhere you're spending seven eight hours a day with men and women who are you're, you know you're working closely yeah. with them you're and you're going home at night and you're seeing them the following you're probably spending more time with them than you are with your partner mm-hmm. and Christmas party comes couple of drinks next thing you know I saw this thing on BBC it said 50% of people at the Christmas party kiss uh-huh. I don't know if that was if that was true but but it's, but it's, it's it is it's wild the Christmas wild, like, I don't like, know what it is there's about people Christmas out there parties. who are a lot of fucking stress over Christmas worrying about going back to work on the 2nd and 3rd <laughs> yeah. of January I'm telling yeah. you no, sure. and you know what you brought it on your fucking selves <laughs> you're a fucking disgrace but speaking of disgraces and Me Too's and returning and coming back, I saw an article yesterday, apparently Bill Cosby is looking to go back on the stage in 2023, returning to stand-up. Who's going to buy a ticket for that? Oh, I'll ignore the rapes, but mm-hmm. I love the pullback and reveals yeah. and the punchlines. Like, yeah. come on. Yeah, but I, the, but the thing is, there will be people, because again, I, I used to really like Louis C.K. stand-up, and I, d- I don't anymore. And I think the thing, obviously, with, with what cancelled him, he never like seemed to apologize or address it afterwards. It was like he just carried on, still very much like. He made a joke, didn't he? He's like, uh, "You guys, uh, anything happened last year? I lost two hundred million in a year." But anyway, uh, so uh, it's good to be back. Yeah, and I'm just like going. Yeah, do you know what? Do you know what that is? That's arrogance. Yes, and that's also not being humble enough to go. Hold my hands up. I have this weird kinky thing that I'd like, yeah. which is disgusting, and I understand. And yes, I may have abused my power in comedy uh, with younger comics and being a bit of a world-renowned superstar, etc., etc., etc. And I didn't make, make mean to make people feel uncomfortable. I apologize. Yeah. I would. I have to earn a living, and I want to go back on stage. And I just hope that you can understand, like from the bottom of my heart, that I yeah. apologize. And you know what? A lot of people would be like, "Okay," and it's up to people to decide mm-hmm. then what they want to make out of that yeah. apology <clears throat> and I just think he didn't do any of that and there was no sort of I'm not saying humanity but there was no sort of like self-reflection and sort of say yeah you know what I fucked up and 
Mm-hmm. You know, it, I'm I fucked up so many times in my life. I I've and I say I'm well able to say sorry. Mm-hmm. And I think being able to say sorry is a very important trait in a person. Yeah. You know, and also if if you can't say that, it's a sort of like oh I'm just going to not comment on it, and eventually it will just like go away. Mm-hmm. Well, just say sorry, man, and move on. And yeah. but it's too late to say sorry now. Yeah. No, I agree. And I think there's a weird thing too because I'm sort of in in the. Obviously, if, if people do crime, commit a crime, they should be they should do the time for it, you know. And I think that sometimes with with certain things, like if if someone's just being maybe like creepy, you know, ha- punish them, but also don't sort of say right that's you gone forever because the no because the return the, the apology and the sorry seems to be something that doesn't really exist anymore. Yeah, like you know, you should if you do something wrong apologize for try to come back from it whatever but people seem to be like there's no apologies don't do anything okay so but you're right but let me let me give you this example somebody goes out say and they work in they're an actor and they do something that they're being creepy Mm -hmm. and they're they're an actor and they get banished from acting Mm -hmm. okay because of that but they didn't commit a criminal Mm offence let's just say let's just say for that that person still needs to earn a living yeah. That person still needs to pay their gas and their electric bill. So what do you do? Do you punish them for the rest of their life? No. Say that person then goes into Tesco and stacks shelves. You say, oh, we don't want them in our industry anymore. Yeah, but you're fine for them to have, you have to have them in the yeah. industry of Tesco. Mm-hmm. Like they, they physically have to go somewhere. Yeah. It's like when you come out of prison and someone comes out of prison and they go, oh, I don't want this murderer living in my village. Okay, mm-hmm. but they have to, their feet has to physically sit somewhere. Yeah. So if they don't go to your village, they go to the village up the road. Well, what's stopping the people from the up the road saying they don't yeah. want them? Like, you physically have to be somewhere. Your your bum has to sit on a chair yeah. somewhere. Your feet have to be on the ground somewhere in this world. So so they have to go somewhere and they have to make a living. But the arrogance is, you know, you can't come back into our industry, but you're fu- but but then yeah. they get a job in Tesco. You just ignore that they're in Tesco. What about people they're working with in Tesco? Yeah. They could be creepy with the but people they're working in Tesco. Yeah, but that's, that's, some, that's what I'm sort of saying too, is if people, they do a crime, they go to prison, they get out, people accept the rehabilitated. It seems like in some industries now, certain people should definitely be, but if some people do things that are maybe, you know, they need to not, like not change the way they are, definitely, but sometimes like that's you done with this for forever and some people don't know anything else, do you know what I mean? So yeah. I think, as, you know, as long as there has to be some sort of improvement and reflection and, you know, guarantee you're not going to go back to behaving in a awful, obviously likes of the Bill Cosby. Well, that's all different stuff. There's, gone, there's, there's different know? extreme. And every, it's all case by case basis. <clears throat> every situation is different. Like, I mean, like if you look at the Harvey Weinstein scenario mm-hmm. situation, I mean, he's just got, he got, he was found guilty there just before Christmas for another yeah. couple of things in California or something. Look, he'll die in prison, right? And yeah, rightly good. so. And um, the, the Bill Cosby thing, I don't really know that much about mm-hmm. the case, but obviously he did time in prison. Um, there's plenty of people out there that uh, I would say have a lot of stuff in their closet that they are worried about that if they come out. But there's also people out there who I suppose sometimes who can be a little bit inappropriate, but sometimes without knowing they're being inappropriate. Yeah. And it's also a responsibility of everybody else around those people, men and women, to have a word and go, here man or here mm-hmm. girl, listen, just I know I know you're not meaning this. Yeah. And yeah. But but it's it's a responsibility of everyone to, to speak to people. I called somebody. I said to somebody recently, not recently, actually maybe pre-pandemic. Um, their tone in the green room, I thought, was a little bit um, sexualized, mm-hmm. and I just said, just wind it in a little bit, like, mm-hmm. and they were like, oh, sh-, and they were genuine. Yeah. They were like, oh, 
oh, sorry, I'm just I'm just get gearing up for the gig, and I yeah. was I was trying to be a bit expressive, and I went, it's okay, but just mm-hmm. there's people here that may not be comfortable with that type of. Yeah. Now that's not me. That's not me going around watching whatever. Trust me, like some of the shit I say. Like, yeah. <laughs> but it's about understanding what you're saying yeah. and the context of how you're saying and how you're behaving. I've had uh, a woman follow me from gig. I did three gigs one night, at a, and a woman followed me from each gig. Mm-hmm. And I and I and I, I I called it out to another person, and they said, "Oh no, that person does that to everybody else." Yeah. And I went, "Okay, so this is not just me. This is what this is just this person's behaviour." And eventually, word got back to them, and that person then just stopped doing it. Yeah. So everyone has a responsibility. Yeah. If you see inappropriate behaviour, but also don't kill somebody if they make a tiny mistake mm. that doesn't hurt anyone. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like we all yeah. have to have a bit of balance. Because I, I had a guy once who was a gay, a gay guy was running. One of the other acts had sort of said, "Nah, that didn't feel entirely comfortable about the way this person was speaking, or the way they were, you know, talking and the sort of behaviour." And I spoke to them afterwards about it, and I was like, "Listen, knock that in the head." And it wasn't, and again, it wasn't in a way where I was like, "You never do that again," sort of thing. I was yeah. like, "Listen," because it was someone who was sort of relatively new, and I was like, "Listen, knock that in the head, whatever." But they just took that the totally like as you know the totally wrong way when it would have been a case of you know, I just I I would have totally been grand with them, but. Just thought I was, you know, gunning for them, and then just went totally off the, off the rails. And I was like, all right, well, you know, in that instance, again, you just have to say rather because it was awkward because it was like, you know, you don't want to have the conversations, but sometimes you have to, you know. And yeah. I think now that I'm kind of, but also people are manipulators, and you got to understand, <clears throat> like you did a decent thing there by approaching this person and saying, you know, um, you know, your behaviour, you know, knocking on the head or whatever, like, um, and what happens is, is that. Sometimes people don't like being called out. Yeah, narcissists will always go somewhere where they can't get called out, you know. And from my experience of dealing with these type of people, is is that they they actually hate confrontation, mm-hmm. and their best form of defense a lot of the time will be to attack. Yeah. So you obviously were trying to do something. You were trying to probably help the person as yeah. well in a way. Uh, I gave a guy a bit of advice recently, a new comic, and I just said, it's like this, I said, look, if you want to start out in comedy, one thing you'll know is that it's very supportive and people will always be glad of new talent. But I have never dated anyone in the comedy industry in my mm-hmm. whole life. Never yeah. never have done, right? Mm-hmm. Never have done. And it's not something I look to do yeah. because I know what comedians are like and the last thing you want to do is have two comedians living together. Yeah. Right? It's a fucking nightmare. So my point is, as I said, look, enjoy it, be nice to people, be respectful. And I said, just don't be creepy and don't be a dick. And he was laughing. But I, but you know the way nowadays you kind of say it to people like, is like, look, just be nice, be polite, be respectful, and you'll get on great. You kind of have to add in. Yeah. Be nice, be kind, be respectful, be creepy, don't be DMing, uh, get on with people. You have yeah. to add in extra stuff now. Yeah. You know, to say to them, like, these are the things. And, like, I know some comedians as well, and male and female, from my time in the UK, and I know some comedians that preach about stuff, mm-hmm. and I'm like, "Fucking, you shouldn't be preaching." Mm-hmm. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. we all do start daft and stupid things, mm-hmm. but I think sometimes <clears throat> the people that latch on to certain things, like these, ex- like Bill Burr said it. Do you remember yeah. Bill Burr said it in his thing? He said these extreme male feminists. And yeah. Bill Burr said, "What you hide?" Yeah, yeah. Just chill. Yeah. Just treat people the same as I always treat them. You know, I don't have to. But you know what? This this has sort of swayed into the way I feel we, heavy, we, hasn't it? We might have to uh, redo another podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, listen, we'll pick it up. It's this isn't, com- this isn't it's, comedy. It's a new year. It's what time? How long do you have left? We have another 20 minutes. We have another 20 minutes, right? So let's let's turn it up. 
Who's going to die in 2023? Right, I've got my list. <laughs> What's happening? Well, I've got my fingers crossed. Michael Jackson. Shamon. Have you got questions? Have you got questions? We've some questions. And again, it's that a hard was, that was, I actually forgot we were recording there. It's a hard time of the year. This is a, a podcast that I think some people who are listening will probably go, where the fuck is this going? And first of all, listen, it's good to mix it up. We can't be funny all the time. No. But you know what? It's a tough job, this. Yeah, and sometimes we've been off. It's been Christmas. We've been yeah. drinking Baileys and we're hungry. I, I, I and we're better. And I didn't drink. I had two bottles of beer over the whole Christmas. Oh, I had. Obviously, oh, the comedian's Christmas, do. Let's talk about that, actually. Oh, Jesus I, Christ. I, I had, had to leave. Lot. I left. I, and you know what? I left. It was quite a weird moment. Because do you ever have, if you have. For me, it was one of those ones. Because I kind of like, was, was almost organising that to an extent. So I had to say to people like I was, you know, we'll meet here, keep it quite loose, we'll see whatever happens. But the the thing I wanted to make sure people knew about the day was there's no pressure. It's social. No pressure. We just want people to come. No pressure. Then I saw the videos. <laughs> I know. But that was the thing. I said, look, I just want guys to come out outside of comedy because I feel like in the last year maybe there's been a wee bit of, I don't know, I don't want to say like attention, but there's been something bubbling amongst there are obviously naturally going to be a, an air of competitiveness going oh on. yeah in any industry but yeah. I have noticed in the last maybe year or two I don't know whether it's anything to do with COVID or it's just but there's been this wee niggle of like people almost cloaking not wanting to tell people things sneaking doing me you know being like you see I don't buy into that like and, and I know I understand yeah. see what you got to understand is people always ask comics and people will yeah. say this to you Dave is that oh oh uh, the, everyone thinks that we're all in competition yeah we're not no, we are all uniquely different. So imagine a football team has eleven players on the pitch. Yeah, the striker up front needs the other ten players to help mm. him score goals. There's a defender at the back. We are all in different positions, and we're all getting better at different times. And we all started at different yeah. times. I need other comedians. You need other comedians. Mm -hmm. We are not in competition. What you do is you have a style. You have a way. People can like everyone. They can mm. only like one. It's subjective. It's music. It's like music. We all don't like the same bands. But there is space and there is room for everybody. Now, some people may feel that other people are getting opportunities that they feel that they are being overlooked for. <coughs> Why well, I haven't done Live with the Apollo yet. But anyway, that's another <laughs> situation. But my point is, is that everything will work out for mm. you the way it should. And I'm a firm believer in that. And I think comedians enjoy it. Just mm -hmm. fucking enjoy it. I've sold out the black box in February. You know what? I sold it out before Christmas. It was the best Christmas present I got. Yeah. And it's not because... And so what if you sell out Ulster Hall or Shane Todd sells out the arena? Shane Todd mm -hmm. sells out the arena or Paddy or William or Diona or whatever. I'll be the first person to yeah. send them a message saying, I'm buzzing for yeah. you. Because you know what that does? That introduces people to more live comedy who then will go on your podcast, Shane's podcast. They'll see you on it because you're on it yeah. all the time. They'll see me on it. They might want to nip over to look at my stuff. They might go, oh, I like this Andrew Ryan guy or someone else go, oh, I actually don't like that Andrew guy. Mm -hmm. That's totally fine. But the fact that it helps everyone. Yeah. And I think people, especially comedians, like the only competition you're in is with yourself. Correct. So will you just and fucking what, relax? And WWTD, what would Tom do? He's looking at the mirror and he would say, the only competition you have is it's just have everyone. everyone needs to chill like but that's what I, well, that, that was my point and I have you noticed that yeah. I'm a lot calmer well I don't my know, podcast viewers will be like yeah. Andrew's uh, a little bit calmer at the moment well I just think do you know what's that about me I don't know no, I, well, we don't know you, but we know each other well yeah. but not we, but you know what you're someone who I feel that I have gained a good a good friend like we've, we're off on a good basis it started off we did podcasts together over time I'm like 
I like Andre. I like talking to you. I like just yeah. and it's good. And like I, because I've no, I've, yeah. I've no axe to grind with yeah, anyone. And, and that like, was what what my my whole issue with this night was. I thought you know we'll just put invite and if anyone wants to invite somebody else, yeah, work away. Brilliant. But take it away from a gig because in the past we've done like Christmas dues and it's been at a gig. And then people are still yeah. wanting to do that. It's like, ignore that. Just And you know what? It was a lot of fun. Now, there came a point um, where I, I think I'm at the age now where I know enough's enough for me. Yeah. And I've drank too much. And I just, in my head... You arrived at two. And it was about quarter past yeah. two. It was about enough for you, was it? Yeah, I was like, <laughs> it should have been. But at the time I got later on in the day, I was just... You know, I, in my head, I was weighing it up. I was looking at where it was going. It's like, if I drink more, I'm not going to... It's not going to go anywhere better for me here. Nothing happens. Worse. Nothing good happens after five pints. No. So then I, wa- I, wa- I, was, I walked him out. Tim had come to, to join us for a couple later on, which was great to see him. And I walked him out, and as I was coming back in, I just looked in, and I could see a couple of fellas had the shirts off. I saw the videos. The music was playing, and I went, you know what? Now's the time. Now's the time to go. I'll just bounce out here. It's not going And then end. one of them ended up in any With two broken legs. <laughs> two broken like, legs. fuck? <laughs> I went. I didn't have one drink. I had uh-huh. Coke or something. I went to... That's why you were buzzing. Home. I went to two pubs. And Shane Todd left early because uh-huh. he had to go pick up his kids. And I left, not because I didn't want to drink or it's because of that. It's because I know myself. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, I love a pint, but I love a pint in a very controlled environment, yeah. i.e. at nine o'clock until about 11 or 12. If yeah. I start drinking at three o'clock mm-hmm. in the afternoon, I'm telling you, Dave, I, and I, I know myself, right? Yeah. I'm telling you, at nine o'clock, at nine o'clock, there's either a good chance... I'm f- I'm I'm arguing, I'm I've disappeared, I'm uh, on my own sitting in a corner miserable. <laughs> I can't do it. I four pints, good crack, and I go. You know what? It's now time to leave on a high. I've learned there's mm. nothing good happens after four or five pints. Get your four or five pints in. Get your crack in and go. Now's the time to so go. So let's talk. What a night for you. Like if you were to have, what would be the perfect right evening for you? Do you know what? I had one recently. I went out in Belfast. I went to Muriel's. Yes. Right. Nice walked bar. into Muriel's at about say seven thirty, eight o'clock. Went in early just to get a seat. You know, because I'm at that age yeah. now. Like, is mm-hmm. there seating in there? Mm-hmm. Remember that Mickey Fennigan uh, routine yeah. used to do because oh you go to oh, I won't get a seat in there, yeah. right? You know right? <laughs> Went in, got a pint of Guinness, gutted my stomach, because mm-hmm. I can't and uh, long story anyway. I had three pints, absolutely happy. The, mm-hmm. I had my food, dinner at home, stomach was full, I was relaxed, I was calm. Went to another bar, uh, was it the National? Mm-hmm. Which was a, the road. which was a bit, a bit sort of airy larry. Yeah, which was fine though. I, was, I enjoyed it, and then had two pints there, and I thought, right, I'm done now. And this is now what eleven, eleven mm-hmm. thirty, and I thought, right, I'm done now. I can go home, take some fucking salts, take some norafen, yeah, pint of water, deorolite, deorolite, <laughs> get all that in. And then I woke up the following morning and I looked at my credit card. Yeah. And I'd gone to the Spaniard. I have no memory of the Spaniard. I had £24 in the Spaniard. I went, did I buy a round of drinks? I was like, there's only two of us. I was like, who the fuck? And I said, did I go to the Spaniard last night? And uh, my mate was like, yeah, we went to the Spaniard. I have no memory of the Spaniard. So I think I had six pints. And after five pints, I have no memory. So to me, it's like five pints to remember six pints to not yeah. now if I went on that Christmas do uh-huh. and I had six pints I'm You're telling gone. you there'll be yeah. two people in A&E yeah. <laughs> and it would have been a southerner up there using the free healthcare yeah no, that was I, 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 and I know myself and yeah. I enjoy my three or four pints and I'm done yeah see for me I like I like a like you say you need to find a corner a seat a table in a corner 
good access to the drink. Yeah. And a good pint of Guinness. That's what I like the Oh, best. yeah, there was some pint strength, wasn't oh, there? Oh, man. We'll see. I need to show you this. This is, people often say, like, what's, you know, if I ever set a screensaver on my phone that wasn't my children, which I sort of feel like you have to, you know, I Why would. Why is the screensaver Camilla? <laughs> well, <laughs> another story for another day, but um, this is the the pint in my local and. Oh jeez! Oh, it's just that's that's not a great glass for Guinness oh, though, because it's, it's a double neck on it. But it's it's a perfect glass for Guinness. Yeah, yeah. Do you ever just, drink Murphy's? Yeah, or I've Beamish. Had a, I've had. There's actually the courthouse. T- tell me this. See in 2023, do a show in the courthouse in Bangor. Well, like a solo or a mixed bill? Solo, make whatever. Would just, it sell? Yes, it would sell. Let me show you. Cause I'll do it so. Because What's the seating capacity? I'll show you right now because it's it's. I did a gig in there and it's the people who run open house folk and Bangor who run the open house festival. Are the best people I've ever worked with. Okay. In terms of Give me your details. That's the. the oh, room. Jesus. Beautiful, 150. Oh. Perfectly made. That's what you need. Stunning. I'm going to. You know. I'll speak to you after this. Yeah, that. It's, it's just, it's great because I, I want to. I'm maybe thinking of doing something early ish next year there because I just love it. And I'm going to get something in the diary. Um, but it's 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 just a great, great, great space. Oh, lovely. I love the the courthouse, They have the Beamish. They have a oh, Beamish on oh, top, and it's and it's lovely. The bar oh, in there is brilliant. What they've done, Beamish is like is just it's like girls to Prince oh. Andrew, yeah, young young <laughs> girls. <laughs> but it's just oh man, it's so good. Let me see if I can find you another one last photograph of my my selfish self. Did he send it to me? No, which one? No, it was of Michael had sent me a photo of me on the, pine the stage. No, on the stage in the in the courthouse, and I want to show it to you because. It just shows you, you doing how, your solo show. Yep, how nice a venue it is. It was just beautiful. When did I do my solo show? Was it October? I but you're know. a banger boy. I am a banger man. Yeah, I absolutely. Yeah, did you do any local stuff? I did a little bit of off the top, you know, a wee bit just with the car park at the beginning. Or, yeah, petrol I talked about yeah. There was there's a place in Banger which is it's a I don't know how to describe it. It's like a sweet shop, but um, it's never open during the day. But anytime I come home from from gigs or whatever. You know, it's it's open like eleven. It opens. Night. It's, like, it's like late night sweeters. Yeah, so I, I just I just can't figure out that. I did a wee bit about that. I did a bit about obviously the sea swimmers and the posh folks of Bangor. Like, and it was just it was a nice time, you know. And I just really love. I love gigging in Bangor. I think if I do a big, if I do a big show next year, I'd like it probably to be in Bangor. Film special in Bangor. Yeah, you know, I think it's one of those ones that good um, crowds. You're not getting Larry dickheads talking. Uh, there, there was one people at before we think if you're going to go to comedy in 2023 do not talk when the show's on and stop eating crisps and sweets in the shows as well yeah isn't that ball yeah, the hearing the fucking rappers yeah I'm getting angry now again I'm trying to be calm mm-hmm. but no I think I think it's weird too because I, I know some people like to like like would maybe come out, come out and not maybe I don't want to say not have a prepared show but some people don't you know, some people come out and they like the audience shouting stupid shit at them. I um I like to have a crafted art that yeah. a lot of work in and I don't like I'll take the odd heck, but see if it's shit and it doesn't make any sense and they keep going, it's like shut up. Yeah. In my current show that I'm doing, I go out, I do fifteen minutes, I do a little bit of crowd work mm-hmm. and I do some gags, then I bring on Aaron and then yeah. I go back out and I do an hour. Mm-hmm. And that fifteen minutes at the top is like, right, this is yeah. your chance now to have a bit of crack with me. Yeah. And if we're having good crack, we'll keep doing it. But when I come back out in the second yeah. half, that's it. Uh-huh. So I've Business. given you the chance. Uh-huh. You've had your fun. Now you listen to the hour. Yeah. Some people still can't fucking listen when you're doing that hour then. Yeah. And I have to go, like, learn. Yeah. It's runes. It runes. Every, 
Every gig I do, I always have to go, but you know what? I have to understand that these are human beings with drink in their hands and they're also from the north. (laughs) (laughs) Which are probably, probably my favourite audience members Mm -hmm. now. Yeah. Superb people up here. No, it's a a good 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 wee... What questions have we got? Questions. Who's going to die? That was one from... Right, uh, I think. Who's going to die? Did you see that thing on TikTok where they had the celebrity death prank over Christmas? Yeah, I didn't like that. Did you? No. No, it's like... Bruce Springsteen, dead at 74. I laughed at the first two and then I just thought, oh my God, you know what? That's really kind of harsh. Like... Mm -hmm. Sometimes, kind of, did you ever watch like, uh, what was that one that Harry Hill does, you know, sending the videos of the... Yes, you've been framed. Yeah, I watch that sometimes and I go, that's actually not nice. Yeah. Like what's happened there actually isn't the night, isn't funny. Yeah. I just turned that over. Mm-hmm. I remember, I, for who's going to die this year? Do you know what? I wouldn't be surprised. Well, the new, the old Pope is dying. Oh, fuck, I was about to say that. The old Pope Benedict, Benedict. he's gone. Are they going to change Eggs hey. Benedict then to like... Eggs Francis. Yeah, they could do. I think that'll be... R.I.P. So Pope Benedict is going to die. Pele? Oh, he, but he, yeah, he's, 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 All he, I'm saying, I called the Queen last year and Prince Philip the year before, Pele, so I'm a predictor. Look, right, look Pele could be, a, could have gone before this podcast has gone out because he is very, very ill. And you know what? I, I, obviously a great man, did great things for world sport and fair play to him and uh, God be good to him. Mm-hmm. And do you think Messi's better than him? I see. I, I didn't want. I wouldn't have watched Pele. I, I did, like it's, it's who do you, different. Who, you, who do you think the best ever is King Roy Keane? Is no, he your no, hero? no, no. It's different. Different players at different times give you different things in your life. Mm-hmm. So like, I follow Man United, and people say like, who's the best player? I said, look, I I I don't have one overall player. I would say one of the most influential players for me in my whole life of loving soccer is Eric Cantona, mm-hmm. because he was the first sort of like he got us. He was five years at United. He retired too early, but went brilliantly. Drama, arrogance, the Frenchness, Europeanness, and he brought up these young players together with him. But that was at a certain time, yeah. and then you move into a different time of your life, and certain people at different times of your life have make different impacts. So it's mm-hmm. very hard to say who is better, Ronaldo or Messi. Do you know what? You, you don't even have to ask that question. Just, Just appreciate both, both yeah. of them. Just enjoy them both. Look at me being all fucking Switzerland. But who's in the UN who, here? But who's like. going to die? Tell me more, people. Shocker. The Pope was going to die. I also think we always get a couple of shockers. Um, I feel Britney Spears. Ter- no, no, no. I think uh, Elton John. Elton John. He's seventy-seven, isn't he? and yeah. he's going to stop touring. And I think maybe that the change in that might might be unhappy for him. Yeah, I love Elton. I think his songs are brilliant. Yeah, I don't know. It's hard. To I like. don't know. Who do you think? Remember two thousand sixteen when everyone died? Yeah, it was just like too Prince much. died and fucking Bowie died. Yeah, everyone died. Like I'd pull my car over. I'm a big Prince fan. Don't know if I've, I've ever showed this in the podcast. You're a big Prince fan. Yeah, he I, was he was I phenomenal. Like, have this on my, phenomenal my musician. Oh my god, look at that. Yeah, so I, that that's you, exactly like my body. Yeah, that's actually my body with his head. But on. you know what? Like as a heterosexual male myself. You've mm-hmm. got to appreciate yeah, the man. beauty of that man yeah. there, don't you? Look at that. So there you go. So that was up in my house until Catherine moved in, and uh, she went, you need to take that down. I was like, why is that? And she's like, just, it's just weird. <laughs> I, had, I had another thing. Do you ever watch the film Ghostbusters? Yeah. Do you know Ghostbusters? I went to the Ghostbusters uh, fire station in New York in June. Oh, nice. And Ghostbusters yeah. 2, have you seen it? I've only seen one. Oh, man. I don't watch a lot of films. Is that? Oh, right. This is the main, the, he's the main bad guy from Ghostbusters 2. Where did you get these? Figo with the Carpathian. I was a Christmas present I got many years ago from my sister. Actually, <laughs> from your sister. My sister got me that. Yeah, big shout out to my sister. For What's that. your sister's name? Fiona. Fiona. Hi, Fiona. Where's mine? So. Where's mine? Yeah, that's and and why they're in the studio? I'm trying to find space to put them somewhere. I am desperately trying so. to get some print work for my house, and yeah. what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to get some, some print work. You can have no that. print, print. Oh work. right, okay, okay. Um, I'm trying to get three things that are very important to me, and this is going to sound really boring to a lot of people, but just hear me out. 
1999 Champions League final Man United Barcelona Man United um, Bayern Munich in Barcelona yeah. was t- is to this day one of the greatest days of my life uh-huh. now, I've never had kids right so don't don't, don't, oh, no, don't the, fucking at me listen they're not better right? they're not better and Clive Tilsey the commentator that night uh-huh. for ITV has a thing where he sells the pro his notes for that night and yeah. they're 50 quid on his website uh-huh. and he sold 33,000 copies yeah. of them oh, so his, his his match notes yeah. of his commentary so that's one thing I'm getting as one of the biggest the second thing was Tiger Woods winning the 2019 US Masters oh. was one of the most amazing things that for was, me to ever yeah. see now people think why is that if you just look at his story mm-hmm. and to reason why that was really really important and the third thing that never made me feel so exhilarating and so excited to be Irish and so proud to be Irish was the Irish performance in New Zealand in last year at the Autumn Series when we went to New Zealand. We beat New Zealand for in the series for the first time ever down there. And just Irish rugby has given me so many amazing moments. So soccer, golf and rugby. Yeah. There's three best moments in my life. Nothing to do with family, no. <laughs> nothing to do with kids. <laughs> I'm like, because I get such fulfillment from sport, you know. Yeah. But how would you like? I have two things on my bucket list that I want to do before I die. One, me, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then Aaron Butler's told me all about that, and it's sort of taking it's the very, shine off it now, taking the shine off it. But I want to go to a, a proper Oktoberfest. Some in, in Munich. Munich. I want to go there. My Munich cousin goes every year. He says the best thing ever. Yeah, I need to go to. Why don't we go? Vlog Let's it. do it. Let's go and do vlog it. it in October next yeah. year. Let's do it. And let's vlog it next year. Let's get five of us to go. <laughs> and just do and it. And we put it out on all of our podcasts. And we do podcasts out there and everything. Why don't we sell it? Let's try and pitch it to BBC and they might pay for it. Let's pitch it so we get Shane, you, the Mudblood, whoever else does podcasts, oh, Diona, Sean, myself. The Mudblood boys can't be we'll, too much. We get five podcasts, six or seven of us, or, who, all Burns. the podcasts we'll we can go. Munich. We'll all go out to Oktoberfest. We all vlog it, bring the crew, and we all edit it, and we all basically vlog ourselves for two or three days in Oktoberfest drinking. We'll then do all crossover pods out there. In Lederhosen? Yeah, be like, yeah. Where, where's Andrew? He's, he woke up in Strasbourg. <laughs> <laughs> he had six pints. <laughs> but uh, see if you have those steins, apparently you have two of those babies and you're wiped out. Oh, no, <laughs> and see the way they carry them as well. Yeah. It's supposed to be great crack. Oh, I can't wait. The Germans, so man. Love drinking really with the Germans. The other thing is, I want to go to the, ma- the, the Masters. Dave, Dave, That's what I Dave, to. this is an ambition of mine. I apply every year for the ballot and I can't right. get it. No. We could start something here. Uh-huh. We could start something here. Okay. okay. I recently did some work for the PGA. Okay. I'm, I know a guy who's the head commentator, uh, Ian Carter, for BBC Golf. Mm-hmm. We could find a way for 20, not 2023, maybe uh-huh. 2024, US yeah. Masters. Can somebody, please, do you have a, this is a plea, for £5 a month, you could help me and Dave get to the US Masters. Now, I will accept practice day, mm-hmm. but I would yeah. like a Saturday on moving day. God forbid a Sunday. I'll take any day. Beggars can't be choosers. But if there's any way that we could maybe do co-commentary for BBC Northern Ireland Sport, Listen. let's do it. Dave Sly, Cork in the North, Sly Guy Podcast, does the US Masters. Mm-hmm. We don't bring any women. Yeah. It's just the two of us. No, Sly in the North of the US Masters. Sly in the North of the US Masters. Mm-hmm. There must be some way somebody can help us to get us tickets to the US Masters. If anybody oh. in the North that watches this podcast knows... Rory McIlroy, Gray McDowell, Tom McGibbon, anyone involved in Darren top level, Clark. Olivia, uh, Darren, Clark, Darren Clark, Clark, anyone, get us to the Masters. Honest to God, it is... Faraday. It is Faraday. Come on. You know, Olivia McCaffrey, uh, anyone that can get us 
there, please. Because that is, that would be... Yeah, I will die a happy man if I can get to Augusta in Georgia. You know, they're the two things, I think, in my life that whenever I'm going to the Pearly Gates, I want to not have my regrets late. I want to be able to have been to Oktoberfest and gone and been to the... Uh, the I've been to three British Opens. Yep. I've been to loads of golf competitions. I've, I've never been to uh, anything in America. I've no interest in... Like, I, if I had Formula One tickets, I would trade that. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? I've no yeah. interest in Formula One, right? Same. I've done loads of Six Nations. I've been to Man United loads of times. I've seen Ireland soccer team play in the Euros. I'm going to the World Cup next year. Uh-huh. No tickets. I'm going to go to watch the Rugby mm-hmm. World Cup in France and the US Masters. And do you know what? I'm, I've no interest in tennis, so if I got tickets for that, I would give them away. But my point is... The US Masters, there must be something we can do. Can I show you something too though, that, I, that I, I used to do? We haven't done it as much anymore because of getting old and things. But we had a tradition that it was the the Sunday, Sunday before. In fact... The, the Sunday f- at the Masters is like Christmas Day for but me. It was the Monday after the Masters. We did a thing called the Drinking Masters, which was... Um, we would have we've got a, a group and everything for it, so there's a wee logo. Jesus, that we have. brilliant! Oh, so, yeah. So we got the drinking mask. Put that up on the thing, and yeah, I'll pop it up here. But we did a thing where we play Tiger Woods golf. Yeah. And everybody, so each year throughout the years, we have a we have the coveted green shirt. T-shirt. Oh, the green shirt. So the green shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You and swap over the years. Whoever wins gets the. So you play Tiger Woods golf, but the, the rules of the, of the drinking masters is you could go around and play. If you play an immaculate round Tiger Woods golf, you don't touch the drink. If you like, if you don't hit the greens and regulations, fairways, sip a beer, sip a beer, and then you get a Dayman corner. The wind picks up. You end up in the water. Oh, if the if the ball goes in the water, it goes port side. You have to have a drink of port. If it goes in the sand, you drink some Sandy Man as well. Or no, what's the other one you have? Um, That's a great game. It's, oh, it's tremendous. But then they stopped making Tiger Woods golf and the other golf. But I think they're making an, an EA Sports golf game, and when that returns. Oh. And man, that's something so like boring. I know people are bored from it, but honestly, oh, wait no. to my heart. Tell me you yeah. play a golf. Listen, fucking love it. That's what we should. That, there's something we should we should do. Drinking masters. Drinking masters. Let's tremendous. Let's get yeah. to Georgia. Yes. I really want to go. Let's start to go fund us. Get us to Georgia. get us to Georgia. Get us to Augusta in Georgia. Mm-hmm. Even you know what? I get the wee white suit on and do caddies on the par three day. Oh man, I oh like one of the bucket list things I've ever wanted to achieve to do in my life is to even if I got a ticket just for one day on a Tuesday, even practice yeah. day, just I just to go. I think though, if I I, I did something terrible at the, at the open when it was here, and I'm embarrassed about it actually. I we gone out for too many pints, like far too many pints the night before, and I and I am renowned for if I'm tired, I sleep. Yeah, and we were sitting beside. I fell asleep on the side of the course. Jeez, and oh, so what's what's the guy called? He's a Slovakian or Slovenian golfer. Can't remember his name. But he was playing a shot, and he said to the steward that my snoring was putting them off. So the steward had to wake me, <laughs> and I was never more embarrassed in my life than being woken by a steward as a guy's playing golf in the British a shot in the British Open, and I'm snoring to distract them. So I like, oh, did you go sorry. for one day or what did you do? Went for went for two, two, three. Oh days. man, yeah, it's coming back twenty twenty five. You know that? Yeah, I'll be. I'll oh, that. we'll be there. Be oh, I'll be there every day. A lot of fun. I'd be like, anyone need any work or anything like yeah. that? Can I come and do it? But no, I think it's it's just great. And your gig you have as well in the golf club, Candy Boy. One of the gigs Back of the in year. March. Tremendous. One of the best gigs there is. Really nice to do the podcast yes, with you, David. Lovely crossover fun. between Cork and Norfolk. Very different yeah. for this type of week. Aaron will be back. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know where he is. He's probably knee deep in himself. Oh, yeah. I don't know <laughs> what he's doing. Deep. But yeah, this was an interesting one. Just a kind of a it's very serious you one. You know what? It's sometimes fun to just have a chat. Yeah. Know? So if you're putting yeah. down the comments like, fucking boring, yeah. do one. Yeah, fuck off. I, sign up to the Patreon, please, for extra mm-hmm. episodes on the Cork and the North podcast. And 2023, you know what it's all about? Telling people in the comments to fuck off. And so also uh, getting tickets to the US Masters. Yeah. Please Listen, let us know if you've got any contacts. Let's start it online tag us do it come on PGA, rory 
everybody. Come on, let's get G-Mac, us to the US Graham, Masters. Come on, let us in. Let us in. We'll drink cold beers with you. It'll be the work. See ya. I'm the slack guy.